Welcome into the Cover 4 podcast. We're back. We finally got the whole crew back in the studio. It's been three weeks since we last had everybody in the studio together. We got Justin Klemmer, we got Jack Foster, and we got Griffin Hadley. You got me, your host, Riley Haltom. We're back. Another week of football down. Everybody's in the studio. I'm hyped up. It's going to be a good episode. Yeah, yeah, Riley, you got it. I mean, it's so exciting to have everybody back. And we got a great week of football to talk about. Oh, yeah. There's been a lot going on. We haven't been able to everybody hear everybody's opinions. We've just been able to text about it. So this is this, Jack's got his hand up. What, uh, what you got to say? I'm only like 75% away here because I only have one ear working in my <laughs> headphones. So it's like. It's not we're not firing on all cylinders on this side of the table, but hey, I love but, adversity. But you're a guy, yeah. I was about to yeah. say you're a guy who loves the the hard way. I love if anyone, if anyone way. could do no, it and bring it to the table, hey, no handouts, no handouts on this yeah. podcast. When I try to go a different way home every day, <laughs> make it harder on myself. That's how you become better. Man, man, dedicated to the craft. That's our Jack Foster right there. But we got to jump into it. It's week five. We got some incredible games. Actually, I take that back. There were not a lot of great games, in my opinion, this week. Not a lot of games that just jumped out to me. as like, oh, this was this was like entertaining to watch down to the wire. Yeah, I just swapped my game of the week. Yeah, not a lot of those. <laughs> You're right, but I felt like first, well, yeah, first week in October, I felt like we have a really good idea about who what some teams are that we didn't yeah. after week four. And now it's like, okay, the Bengals are actually going to be okay, and the Vikings are actually act like this bad, and you know, I felt like we learned a lot about some teams this week. Yeah, that's a great thought because going in just from top to bottom, one o'clock games, four thirty games, Thursday, even Thursday night, Sunday night, and then into Monday, yeah. it was pretty interesting to see where the cards were folding, like where yeah. where every team was ending up. Because I think looking into next week, you look forward to that even more. Who's trying to prove themselves? Who's trying to really? just slingshot their way into that playoff picture early on in the season. Yeah, man, it's October football. October football, in a way. All right, let's jump into our games of the week. Who wants to kick us off? Uh, I'll go. So, originally, I did have Packers, Raiders. But then, after some talk, I was like, ah, it wasn't that good of a game. But now, I picked Eagles and Rams. Going in this game, I was really interested to see how um, how Puka Nakua will do with the – with the addition to Cooper Cup back in the offense. And it's just a dominant two-headed horse, to be honest. I mean, Cup had eight catches. Puka had 15. Uh, Stafford looked good. But, you know, at the end of the day, that Eagles D-line is crazy. Um, uh, Jordan Davis and um, Jalen Carter are ridiculous, man. They have probably, one, if not the best, one of the best D-lines in the league. And same thing on the offensive side of the ball. They just play a lot of bully ball. And in this game, you know, uh, kind of like with the, with the Rams, in a sense, you just kind of saw um, – like a two different quality of teams, to be honest. Yeah, I think Philly's super interesting because I think this is another one of those games where they prove that they're for real. Like the, this team is very good, but I just don't see them going 17 and 0. I don't see them going perfect. And oh. I, it's got me wondering what that game that they they drop is going to be. Yeah, that's fair. I, this game actually played out kind of how I thought it would. Yeah. The Rams were able to move the ball fine. Like Stafford was pretty efficient. Puka and Cup had good games. The Eagles kind of took Cup away in the second half a little bit. Yeah. You can tell he's not totally 100% because usually he just never gets taken away no matter what. But he had six for 95 at the half, finished with eight for 118. So only two catches in the second half. But the Eagles controlled time of possession very well in the second half. They did what the Eagles do. Still, Devontae Smith's been kind of a disappearing act for three or five games so far this season. 
but the Eagles are still getting it done. I mean, this was the Dallas Goddard game. Yeah. So you can't hold everybody down, and they showed that this exactly. week. Exactly. They arguably have the talent, most talented roster in the league, and I'm glad you <clears throat> brought up Devontae Smith at that point because uh, A.J. Brown, I mean, they're featuring him now. I mean, yeah. you remember when, he was, squeaky wheel. remember when he was on the Titans, he got like maybe six, seven targets a game. He, um, this year he has 51 targets. That's wow. in the NFL. It's a 10-target pace for a guy who's already insanely efficient. It's ridiculous, and uh, – you know, they're paying him a lot of money, and now they're using him like it. It's it's a sight to see. I paid him like $2 million more than the Titans are willing to pay him, which is crazy. It is wild. And looking at this Philadelphia Eagles team, I think one of the most interesting points is when could they drop that game? Because with this team, it seems like from top to bottom, they're very good. And it seems like they make adjustments really well. Through a quarter and a half, it looked like Cooper Cup might run this game. Yep. His routes across the middle were yep. excellent. They were do, they were exactly what Puka Nakua was doing early on in the season, and it looks like, okay, Stafford's got that connection. No chemistry was lost. Both of them had solid games. And going into this game, the Rams had a solid football team that was winning games. So going into this game, I thought, okay, this will be a good challenge for the Eagles, and they prevailed. So I'm very interested to see where the game they they can drop might turn around. And that's the way I look at both the Eagles and the 49ers Yes, is with this NFC picture. It seems like there's obviously two top dogs, the Niners being that top dog, in my opinion. And it's when will these two teams drop a game? Because I think it will happen. I think we all think it will happen. It's just, when will that happen? And how many games will they drop? Well, they play each other later in the season. Yeah. So, you know, they're obviously one of them's bound to not go undefeated. Neither will, but you're right. When, when are they going to drop those games? I do think the Niners are well ahead of the Eagles right now, though. The Eagles are 5-0, and but they've kind of limped their way there. The close overtime game with Washington, not looking good a couple of other, of other times, whereas the Niners have just been rolling everybody and showed that and no matter what Micah Parsons says about being on the same level still as the 49ers, yeah, which is please. absurd that he said, <laughs> but the, the Niners are on yeah. a totally different level than everybody else in the NFC. And, you know, I, I feel like in the NFC, you look at the Niners, and then behind them is the Eagles and the Lions in its year, and then probably the Cowboys in the next. So. Just a quick uh, stat to hammer home the, the Jalen Carter um, point. His ranks among defensive tackles, number one in pressures with 23, number one in hurries with 17, and number three in sacks with three and a half. So, I mean, we're talking about a rookie that could push for an all-pro team. Yeah, no question. He's a baller, and I think a lot of people kind of expect that when he was coming into the league, given what he did on tape. It was like, this guy's kind of the one of those slam dunk picks that don't come around all that often. Uh, but Jalen Carter, I think, certainly was that going into that draft. Uh, moving on, though, Jack, give us a, give us a little update on, on the Jags. Yeah, my game of the week's Jags-Bills. This was a, you know, low scoring for a while, but it wasn't bad football. And no. Of course, it's the London game. Over we, across we the pond, the yeah. Slide. It was on NFL Network this time, so I didn't have to watch a cartoon. And Andy for <laughs> I missed the Duke Kaboom halftime show, though. That was <laughs> – I wish we could have that every London game. But anyway, yeah. Jags-Bills, Jags get the win. Close win, 25-20. And, yeah. you know, Jags go 2-0 and in London. This was huge for them after a bad Houston loss in week three. They beat the Falcons, then the Bills, of course. And the Bills just didn't come ready. And their travel plans are head scratching. They left on Friday, or they got there on Friday, may have left on Thursday. But you can't get to London two days before a game and be ready to roll. It was like, you know, the Jags were obviously there from, from since last week. So for a while, for two full weeks, and they looked way more prepared than Buffalo did. Buffalo couldn't run the ball at all. I don't know. Like I said, I feel like this game, it's not, I'm not panicking at all. Buffalo, I, I don't think they're, 
worse than what I thought. It was just a really bad game for Buffalo, and it showed that Jacksonville can still beat a pretty good team, even though Buffalo wasn't playing to their caliber. And when the Bills pressed, the Jags responded. Yep. The, the play ingrained in my mind is when the Jags had a big third down late in the game, yep. and Trevor just launched a dot to Calvin Ridley, and it's like they put, the, they put the dagger in the Bills' heart, and that was just this the dagger. Yeah, it was just exceptional gameplay from the Jaguars' offense, and like I love the point you bring up, they were adjusted. It's yeah. like they're playing home games. Riley talked about it three weeks ago, and we were like, "Okay, what will the Jags' record be in London? Will it be two and zero? Will it be one and one? They hope it will be two and zero, and look what they did, right? So I think it's a, it's a huge momentum shift for them coming back to the states. And I think it's huge also because the Colts and the Texans look a lot better than anyone thought. The Colts are three and two right now. The Texans. You know, they probably should have beat Atlanta. You could argue they should be three and two, but they're two and three, a feisty two and three team at that. So the Jacks have a pretty tough division. It's not, they're not, it's a gritty division. Yes, it's a gritty division. It's going to be tough to win. So going two and oh and getting a win against the Bills team that may find themselves with six or seven losses at the end of the year if you look at the schedule. So could this be a tiebreaker scenario for a three seed? You never know. So a really big win by Jacksonville. And yes, the Trevor Lawrence throw, I thought he looked really good. Probably the best game he's played. It, it was really good to see Calvin really get back on track. Last few games, um, he's been looking pedestrian. You know, that first game he came out against the Colts, yeah. he did amazing. And uh, mm-hmm. this game, 122 yards, the most he's had all year. And um, yeah, the second highest scoring output um, game for the Jaguars. And I'll talk more about him later. But man, Travis Etienne, 26 Ooh. carries, 136 yards, two touchdowns. Bills couldn't stop him. Dude's a, yeah. Dude's an animal out there. Yeah, for sure. Griffin, yeah, take let's, us your game of the week. Well, we you, Jack mentioned it a little bit with the Texans and the Falcons, and that's my game of the week because who doesn't love a good back-and-forth football game? And that's exactly what this was. Texans go up. Falcons steal the lead. Texans go back up. They stay up. Falcons get the lead again. Texans get the lead again. And then Young Hui Koo nails the game winner at the end of this ball game. And that's what this game was. That's why it's my game of the week because of the back and forth football. It was a 21 to 19 score, whole lot of field goals, but it's almost like this was a game of two teams trying to prove themselves. It's the Falcons who are trying to win their division in the NFC South. And then you have the Texans who are basically proving everybody in America wrong up to this point. CJ Stroud's playing really good football. And this Texans team is surprising people left and right. And so in this football game, the winner was going to be someone who was the grittiest at the end. And that just happened to be the Atlanta Falcons. I thought the Texans could win this game and it would have been really interesting looking at the AFC South. If they did with potentially three teams at three and two, and then the Titans at two and three, it's a very gritty situation. Like I mentioned before in the AFC South, and the Texans are no way out of it. I don't think they're going to fight for a divisional win. However, I think they're going to win a lot more games than people expected. I think the Colts are going to win a lot more games than people expected. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to have to deal with that down the line. And I wouldn't count out the Tennessee Titans either. But as far as the Falcons go, as far as the Falcons go, I think they're in the driver's seat. And the Saints have looked good as well. So it's that Saints-Falcons dynamic like we talked about in weeks one and two. This might be a two-man horse race here. Uh, with those two teams. And Desmond Ritter was a completely different player that we've seen. Oh, my gosh. All, all yeah. year. Like, he finally looked comfortable. He's finally hitting um, his best targets in Kyle Pitts and um, Drake London. So that was great to see. But, I mean, this game had arguably the, the best highlight of the week, that Bijan catch where he did the fake oh, that was the back, was like Jamal Crawford. Oh, that was saying Like, how does he hold on that to that ball? That was disgusting. I mean, it was ridiculous. And, yeah, it was a great game. Speaking of those slam dunk picks, Bijan Robinson, <laughs> that was one of them for sure. 
Oh, at eighth overall, like NFL draft pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Players look silly. It's Man, insane. Um, I mean, he has his five. It's been five weeks. His um highlight tape up to this point is ridiculous. I mean, it's must see TV every week. Yeah, dude's an athletic specimen. I will say something I took away from this game, just in a broad sense, is the Falcons lose this game in years past. Every oh, year. yeah, yeah, yeah that's great. Decade. Yeah. They lose close games like this. They just find a way to lose. That's what they've always done. Yes. And the fact that they were able to win this game and going back to the Green Bay game, did they win that one? They did. It was similar yeah, it was to this. Week two, it was right? like one the point same victory. thing. Yeah, one point victory. So the fact that Falcons are winning close games like this is really encouraging for them to potentially make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, no question. That's a great point. Didn't they? Uh, who was it? They just got somebody else. Bolster that Van Jefferson. Uh, I mean, it's uh, like yeah. it's not a big deal, but yeah, it's, it's, it's an upgrade over Matt Collins. I think. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah, that that uh, Los Angeles Rams receiving room getting a little more like, crowded. They're going all slot guys. They're like, screw it. Puka, <laughs> <laughs> Ben Skoranek, Skoranek, yeah, no, no yeah. <laughs> and Higby is like tied in. Yeah, I just ship out Van Jefferson because <laughs> he, like, he didn't fit the muscle. Huh? They do anymore. Oh, <laughs> they don't run it. Sean McVay doesn't run no, it like it, that. You don't need one. They don't run it like that. Twelve personnel. Twelve personnel. No, not with the not not with what he's running. But for my game of the week, I'm gonna take it to probably the ugliest football game. Oh, yeah. that was played this week. Oh yeah, Baltimore Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Through the first quarter, Baltimore scored uh one of the only touchdowns that would be scored until the fourth quarter. Um, so. A lot, not much to say about this game. It was ugly. It was punting back and forth, turnovers, lots of turnovers, drops. Oh, oh my God. For the Ravens. Please get Lamar some help, man. Please get that man some help. We, I feel like we've been saying this for the past three years with Lamar. This is, this is a perfect, not his fault, uh, <laughs> you know, showcase for Lamar. He's distributing this ball. He had a couple of mistakes, right? He had that uh, pick he threw in the end zone. Um, not good at all. I want to say it was uh, I I, I, don't, I don't remember, but it, it, he, he that pass he threw in the end zone, the guy picked off. Joey Porter, is that who? Was? Yeah, yeah, Joey Porter was, was the first, 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 yeah. Odell on a fade. Like, yeah, Odell. Yeah. yeah, and Odell can't box out anybody anymore. So no, yeah, yeah, bad decision by He's Lamar. Anxious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad, bad decision by Lamar. But that was really one of the only bad decisions Lamar had that game. Um, he was distributing the ball well getting the ball to where it needed to go. It's just that connection wasn't there. Uh, I've never seen a game where a receiving core sold this badly. Did you, I mean, you can make a whole highlight reel of drops from Zay, from, Seven, yep. from okay. Andrews. Aguilar. Aguilar was the worst. I do take you back to game one of this season, the kickoff game. Chiefs Patrick Chiefs. Mahomes. That was bad. That was I feel that like that was, was so one bad. really bad player. Like the Ravens, everybody was contributing. That's yeah. true. I know Sky That's had true. like one drop in that game, but and it's this divisional game against the Steelers. Yeah, no, Zay, um, it was terrible. Even though he was getting open, he couldn't catch the ball. And then Andrews, like I said, had an end zone drop. Aguilar was awful, and Odell had a couple drops. It was just bad across Bateman, the board. Bateman, I mean, Bateman no had help. the worst drop. You remember yeah, that, Bateman, dude? Yeah, everybody. I was sitting on a bus Sunday. Coming back from the beach with my team, and I, I obviously have my Sunday ticket in front of me, and on the bus TV was Ravens Steelers, oh, and in my mind I was like, "There's no way the Ravens will lose this football game," <laughs> and I periodically look up, and it gets to the end, and I'm like, "How? What's happening?" And it just blew up in their face, like they beat themselves. 
Yeah. And like in this league, you cannot be a playoff threat. You cannot be a Super Bowl threat if you're going to beat yourself. And that's exactly what the Ravens did in this divisional game. And I feel like it had all the feels of an AFC North football game. Yeah. Because it's it was ugly. But if if the Ravens have these aspirations that they talk about, this game is 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 a bad look for the program. Yeah, I, I would agree. Let's just talk a little bit about, about these uh receiving stats, right? Zay Flowers, 11 targets, five receptions. Mark Andrews, 10 targets, six receptions. Oh, Aguilar, five targets, four receptions, but, but that one drop was, was a touchdown. It was a touchdown, yeah. Deep touchdown. Bad. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., four targets, two receptions. One of them was a, a pick. Yep. Um, Justice Hill. Class for him, four targets, four receptions. <laughs> Great job team. there. Um, down King. Rashad Bateman, three targets, one reception. Dang. Devin Duvernay, one target, zero reception. And I know for a fact, Andrews, Bateman, and Aguilar all dropped touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, four different players fumbled the football. <laughs> Nelson Aguilar, Justice Hill, Lamar Jackson, Kevin Seymour. I don't know who that is. Um, That's wild. <laughs> Yeah, four yeah, different yeah. players from the ball, and then Lamar throws a pick. Lamar's five the number one graded quarterback. Not five turnovers. Is this the uh, game of the week or the stinker of the week? Three turnovers. Same before the show. Man. This game was terrible. It was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. Need to watch every snap. Hey, but it's worth talking about. It is worth talking about. <laughs> it's worth talking, talking about. But, yeah, um, very ugly game. Very, like Griffin mentioned, very AFC North game. Um, Felt, felt like an AFC North game all the way through. Uh, but, yeah. That's gonna wrap it up for our games of the week. Now that we got a sort of never mentioned Pittsburgh had one moment during that. <laughs> it was all the Ravens uh, lost this well, game. Hey, TJ was very game. good. Yeah, and they had one offensive play, and that's all they needed was the pick yeah. up yeah. touchdown. Shout out, yeah, shout out George Pickens. Big time grab, I mean, big time play. TJ Watt was very good. Steelers or defense is the name of the game, right? And that's how they won. Yeah, I would say George Pickens is good at one thing, and that's winning those like 50-50 one-on-one man matchups. Um, that that's his one thing that he just excels at. Yeah. And it came through in this game at the biggest moment that it needed to come through at. So yeah, shout out uh shout out Pickens to Pickett. Uh or Pickett to Pickens. Pickett right. Spurs. And this their 17 was Mickey Mouse too. It wasn't it was three field mm-hmm. goals and then a touchdown with no two point conversion. Yeah. Yeah. Stand yep. back Canada. Good lord! And that that video. Did you see the video of Matt Canada? Yeah, he was not happy picking. Not that. happy. <laughs> yeah, he checked not out. Happy. Hey, that play was too good. Yeah. We got too many yards on that play. It's the Mike McCarthy syndrome. We're scoring too fast. God, get him out Just of there. Score. <laughs> You're fired first. Get him out of there. Fire kill him more because you just Yeah, it was bad. Um, but we got to move on. Dog of the week. Our favorite segment every week. Justin, get us started. Tell me about your dog so the, of the week. The week this week was started with a crazy performance from Yeah, we didn't even talk about it. The MVP, the Nickelodeon, that most valuable player, DJ Moore, eight catches for two thirty and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Oh my eight god. Three ridiculous. <laughs> That's a dog. I mean That's a dog. Listen, listen. I, I know I said some crazy things about the Bears coming into this. As we all did. Uh, specifically yeah. about DJ Moore, how I compared this to uh, Stephon Diggs, to the Bills, and AJ Brown, to the Eagles. And this game, it actually seemed like it. I mean, so far through five weeks, he's having a better start to the year than those two did on their uh, the beginning of um, their new journey. So, yeah, DJ Moore was crazy. All of his routes in this game were on the outside. They're all outside the numbers. There was a lot of hitches, goes, 
And uh, yeah, mostly just hitches and goes. And, you know, a lot of it was yak on this in this game. I mean, you really saw the ability uh, DJ has with the ball in his hands. And man, Justin Fields, it seems like they're making a, a point of emphasis to make sure they get DJ more of the ball. I don't think another receiver completed um, um, caught a ball. No, it's just a Tunyon and Komet. Yeah, but I mean, the Fields DJ Moore connection at this point. It, I mean, Fields has a perfect pass rate and throw into DJ Moore. DJ Moore has 12 20 plus yard catches a season. That's second in the NFL. And man, it's been fun to watch. And I, I think, I, I really do think um, losing Claypool was a big deal. Um, for the, for the <laughs> Bears. Like it, I'm going to tell you why because um, 12 personnel, two tight ends on the field. They um they ran that like three times week one. This game, if I remember correctly, they ran it um 27. Okay, I was in front of me. Yeah, this week they ran 27, 12 personnel snaps versus three in week one, eight in week two, um, and six in week three. They had 14 last week. And now they're running more play action. It was a 41% play action rate versus a 20% in week one. Um, yeah, it's just they're finally calling plays that fit Justin Fields' strength, although they might be limited. Um, he's looking great so far in the DJ Moore connection. I mean, it's going very well right now. It's the first win, but just one game feels like a whole <laughs> new it, Bears it, yeah. team, though. I mean, that game. was a shot in the arm for the whole team. Yeah, yeah, that one game though, it feels like forty points is for real. Yeah, that that's crazy. And that, yeah, Washington's not great, but man, forty points Especially after what it, they yeah. put up those last few games, My man. Goodness. What happened? Justin Fields, 282 yards through the air. And four tutties? Four tutties through the uh, air? What? This game is uh, it's much more about DJ Moore than Justin Fields. I agree. I agree. DJ Moore carried the Bears in this game. How many yards did DJ Moore have again? 230. 230. And Justin Fields had? 282. That's absurd. 52 carry yards. A lot of yards. Uh, 42 yards yeah. from Cole Komet, 10 yards from Robert Tanyan. I'm trying to find his yak, but I'm having trouble if anything that's on the commanders it is holy yeah you're letting a guy catch stop you're gonna 230 of the 280 yards through the air my goodness what a game from that guy poor guy manual forbes he's been getting cooked recently yeah yeah that's that was your uh it was it was it was yeah manual forbes has been getting cooked uh it's not looking too hot for him um after consecutive weeks with aj brown and um dj moore just absolutely torching him but um, one more thing. I only care about PFF grades if they support my agenda. <laughs> Justin Fields is the highest graded quarterback in the end zone this season. In the red like zone. In the red zone? In the red zone. In the red zone. Yeah. And it's not a it's a decent sample size. He's he's tenth in red zone dropbacks and third in red zone. That's a that's a good stat. He's yeah. Once they oh, get yeah. down there, they again does play to his strength. Plays ball plays his best ball. And the play calling's gotten better. Yeah, a good game. Well, you know who else? You know who else had a good game at the wide receiver position? Tell me who had a good game at the wide receiver. Jamar position. Chase. I heard he's always open. Seven Eleven, baby. He's always open. This man, fifteen catches, one hundred ninety-two yards, three touchdowns. Man's is back. He's back, and yes, he was my offensive player of the year pick. That's probably not. Gonna, <laughs> that's probably not going to happen because the Bengals have been sleeping. But if he keeps playing like this, he'll be on the radar man. because he was open early and often. And he had a crazy game, and it gives you confidence about this Bengals team because Joe Burrow looked a lot better. He was finding his guy, and that's the bread and butter of this football team. Joe Burrow finding his guy, being explosive on the offensive side, and the defense getting the job done. And that's exactly what the Bengals did. Yeah, and I gotta have it. The game you love to see, you love to see a team go to their best guy, and um, basically on 
most of the plays. I mean, 19 targets is ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> it's funny. We were hoping uh, to get uh, Jamar Chase for Jamar Chase to get like Puka Nakua type of work, and he finally got it. And when he got it, he, I mean, he worked with it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. And Joe Burrow did look better this game. I don't know if he's 100% of the way back, but you could tell in that one play where he got pressured and had to escape a little bit. He was jumping around. I think he ultimately had to throw it away or get sacked, but he showed better mobility. And he was getting the ball to Jamar Chase, had the dot on the deep touchdown. Yeah. I mean, Chase was just having his way with Arizona. This guy is a stud, and we've known this. But, yeah, he finally broke out. The Bengals finally had a good game in the passing offense. That's great to see. And I think increased mobility for Joe Burrow is a game changer for this entire offense. Oh, I mean. It's it's a complete game changer because when he's mobile, when he's able to make plays, not just sit back in the pocket and either release the ball or get hit, he, yeah. He's a game changer. I mean, he's a top guy in this league. So the fact that he can make his way towards 100% is just good for football fans everywhere, but especially good for this Bengals team. Yeah, certainly felt like Joe Burrow is back. Certainly felt like Jamar Chase is back, back to relevance within the, the NFL's greater landscape, especially within that tight AFC pictures. Bengals oh, yeah. fighting back uh, now to two and three on this season, mm-hmm. which – after that rough start, it's like there were a lot of questions about the Bengals, but now it looks maybe. Looking at uh, that division, I mean, it's yeah. food over there. Yeah. It should be. Yeah, they should. They should have a clear path towards uh, uh, taking that division back. But sticking with the ASC, Jack, tell me yeah. that's your dog of the week. I will first, just to close up what I was talking about earlier, DJ Moore had 130 yards, 143 yards after catch. Wow. Play. So just – Stat to keep in mind. <laughs> uh, breaks. Uh, my dog of the week it played in my game of the weekend. It's Travis Etienne. I mentioned him a little bit ago. The dude just, it, second half especially, I mean, he was the reason the Jags were able to really put the pedal on the metal, um, pedal to the metal, I should say. And, you know, Lawrence had some great throws in the second half, but he also had some bad plays. Like, the second fumble was really his fault. I mean, you can't let that happen. And I really felt like the Jags, the reason they were able to still have almost kind of basically a stress-free win there in the second half. The Bills never got to where you really thought the Jags were about to blow it. Um, and that was just because ETN ran all over him. I mean, 26 for 136 and two. We know this guy's capable of this, but I didn't think he was capable of handling this big of a workload and still being so efficient because he's a slender guy. You didn't see it in Clemson. You know, they use multiple backs. But Travis Etienne is a workhorse running back in the NFL, and he can win you games. And I honestly think the Jags should feature him more. I agree. I agree, too. And I think he is a workhorse. I think that's the best way to describe it. I think he's a really, really good football player. He's a really, really good guy for this team. Like, we didn't see that enough early on. And finally, he's getting his time. He's getting his due. You complained about Tank Big Speed nonstop for weeks. Yeah. Let ETN have the rock. Let him have the rock more. And that's what we got. And I think that's why um, the dividends are coming in for this Jaguars team. It seems like they kind of figured out what they got with Tank Bigsby, just at, at least at this point. I mean, they got yeah. him in the third round. They're probably hoping to get a little like a, a maybe a 70 to 30 kind of type of split, maybe 60, 40, but now it's, uh, it's ETN's the workhorse. 90, 10, basically. Yeah. 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 I think at this point you, you figured out what you have with Tank Bigsby. It's not a lot, at least at this stage of his career. So yeah, while you got him leading into Tra- Travis into ETN, uh, especially while he's balling like he is my dog of the week going with the one and only Mr. Relevant, the 49ers quarterback, Brock Purdy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 252 yards, four touchdowns. Man, 
had himself a game, had himself a game. Um, look, there, there, there have been a lot of questions during uh, Brock Purdy's time um, as a quarterback in this league for good reason, right? Uh, we know what the Shanahan offense does. We know it's super successful and really no matter who's under center. And it's looking right now like Brock Purdy is bigger than the Shanahan offense. That's what it feels like right now. Uh, He's definitely been the best quarterback we've seen in this offense. Yes. Yeah, for the Niners. Yes. No question. I mean, Jimmy, we always talked about Jimmy Garoppolo winning games. Like, Jimmy wins, right? Purdy is changing the game for the 49ers. Like, Mm -hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo was plug and chug, doing his thing, winning games. Brock Purdy is adding to this 49ers dominance, and it's it's crazy to watch. Yeah, making all the right decisions. He's not – he's not – be doing dumb things with the football. And I, I think know. that's which is crazy because if you watch his Iowa State tape, he turned the ball over <laughs> all, all the time. It looks like a whole new quarterback. It looks like they replaced him with a cyborg. He found the right system. Like finding Shanahan, finding the 49ers, it's it is wild to see the difference. It's it's wild. And the the play calling and the creativity is so great. And I just Purdy's processing is so good and I he can exactly. lead this offense. He's so smart. Like the best way know. I could describe it, he's like a point guard at the yep. end of yep. offense. I mean he's always making the right reads, throwing with it. anticipation and uh I mean there's a lot of playmakers on this team and he knows how to get it to them. Uh, and I do think McCaffrey takes this offense to another level, but he can't underestimate the year Brandon Ike's adding to Yeah well that's I'm glad you brought up McCaffrey. That's why I want to pump the brakes you know i kind of cringe a little when i see purdy mvp type stuff because i don't think he's the best player on the offense no no i mean as far as football players he's he's probably like fifth exactly at least i mean this year though when you look at it he is probably second like as far as he's like fifth in mvp odds it's just i mean if you're because he's leading the the best team yeah okay that's why stetson went to new york last year (laughs) no that's fair totally totally fair right that checks out but yeah brock purdy man Having himself a week, having himself a week, proven uh, that he is who everyone says he is, or rather, proving that he's not who everyone says he is, depending on your narrative surrounding Brock Purdy. Um, it's getting better. Going over there, taking down the Cowboys' defense, a lot of people consider to be one of the best defenses in the league, uh, and absolutely embarrassing them. Thirty-two point victory. I know it's scary. Scary. It was a scary one. Scary with these. Well, like again. Now, if we're talking about a team that, that could go undefeated, I'm picking San Francisco over, over no, Philly. every day. After week one, I was yeah. saying, this is the Super Bowl favorite. This team right here. Yep. And, and, like, going into this week, I knew this was the game I was looking forward to the most. Oh, 49ers-Cowboys could be really good. Big-time NFC matchup. They slaughtered them. <laughs> I mean, they took them out, right? So, that's exciting because it's like, okay, who's going to put a dent in this 49ers reign? Who's going to yeah. do it? it? If anyone, who's going to challenge them? Because right yeah. now this team is rolling. They're rolling. I mean, yeah, and that's my biggest letdown of this week since we're already talking about them. Um, yeah, it's these Dallas Cowboys. But I want to shout out the the linebacking core of, of the Niners. I mean, sideline to sideline, guys, of Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. You had um, – I mean, you had Fred Warner – keeping pace with uh, Brandon Cooks, which should never happen. Cooks <laughs> is supposed to be a vertical threat. It's just ridiculous what those uh, two linebackers can do. And then, of course, you got everybody else on that defense. But, man, these Cowboys, man, you got to worry about Dak Prescott. You got to worry about, okay, they lost Kellen Moore, and they're not putting Dude, up. You got to worry about Dak Prescott. What? Oh, you're saying from the Cowboys side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely worry about Dak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's his biggest letdown. It's like. 
When Dak faces pressure, yeah. he's not a good quarterback. And now he lost a Kellen Moore, who was, uh, you know, they put up great numbers together. And then you combine the fact that the defense, ever since Trayvon Diggs um, left, uh, that secondary has been suspect. So it's. <laughs> I it, think, yeah, no, I think with the Cowboys offense, they let Kellen Moore go. I mean, if I had to say why, I'd say it's because to make it simpler for Dak. I, I don't think they were reaching the heights that they thought they were capable of with the Kelmore offense because really? Dak wasn't at top offense. I know, but Dak led the league in interceptions last year. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think t- the Cowboys thought Mike McCarthy thought for Dak to take a step forward, oh, we need to yeah. not dumb it down necessarily, but just create an offense that fits his, you know, specialties more than Mike McCarthy's mind. So they made it a little simpler, run the ball more, but then they lose some offensive linemen early in the season. Tony Pollard's not near as efficient as he was last year. He's getting more work. You know, he's not the spark plug anymore. Yeah, and they clearly, like, worry about his health. That's why they're throwing Rico Dowdle and uh, Deuce Vaughn in there. Right, and I think Schultz was a little bit of a difference maker more than people realized. loves tight ends. And I don't think Ferguson's as good as Schultz, and, you know, I don't know. It it just – it's not working, right? Right. The loss of Kellamore has definitely hurt them so far, and Dak looks – pretty much lost and cd lamb's angry it's it's a mess right now i do think they have an easy enough schedule outside of the afc teams they play and the eagles moving forward to where they can win 10 to 12 games i'm not worried about them making the playoffs or anything like that but they're not dominant at all i mean these next three games chargers rams eagles i mean those are all tough outs all three are tests but yeah after that does clear up okay yeah i agree y'all want to touch on a couple other guys that, that you thought were were deserving of dog yeah, um, George Kittle, three touchdowns, talked about Purdy. And, you know, Kittle had three catches, three touchdowns. It just worked out that way. But <laughs> great week from him. And, uh, yeah, how about Zach Moss against the Titans? A great rush defense, right? We thought it was the best. Of it the was league. like the best it rush defense. Jonathan it was. Taylor comes back, and you're like, okay, it it'll be a split. It'll be a share in his first game back. But Zach Moss just dominated. Yeah. Hey, they punching the Titans in the mouth repeatedly all just... game long. You're like, they he, paid who? Hey, he was right there with ETN. That makes 23, 23 touches, 165 yards, two touchdowns, 30 yards through the air. Like, dude had a feast. Yep. And he had a 50 plus touchdown run right at the beginning of the day, right at the beginning of the game. And you know what's so impressive about Zach Moss is he's running up the gut. Yeah. It was all through the middle. They threw up a, not, during the game, they threw a stat up on the board of where all the yards coming from. Yeah. It was almost like 60 to 70 percent of his workload of his yards in this football game was between the tackles. Yeah, and or even between the guards. That's how it's been all season, too. Yeah. Hey, him and Joe Mixon, I think, lead the league in percentage of runs that go like an HB down up the middle. And it makes you feel good about the Colts offensive line. So I mean, looks like that unit is playing a lot better, at least than they did last year. Mm. Um under Frank Reich. It just seems that the Colts are playing with some more energy and Zach Moss is fueling that energy and Gardner Minshew is going to have to now take the reins. I know we'll talk about it later, yeah. but it's interesting situation there with Moss and Taylor. But oh. think, thinking about that, uh, something that come to my mind is you've watched Zach Moss ball these first few weeks of the season. He's been balling, proving you don't need Jonathan Taylor. Then you turn around and you pay Jonathan yeah, Taylor all this it, money for him to for him to sit on the sideline. So no, here's up, what you do. Sorry, go ahead. I looked up Zach Moss's contract just because uh, I was curious. He's a minimum wage running back. He's getting he's owed 1.1 million this year. I'm not surprised. I mean, he had never done anything. Yeah, 
It, this could be a two-headed monster too, so we shall see. Because Taylor, Taylor, it was his first practice back since December was this past week, and it was going to be a light workload. He's getting a full weekend this week. I'm very interested to see the dynamic between Moss and Taylor now that Richardson's on the sideline. Because I would not be surprised if they use both and they share carries, trying to get this offense more creative with a quarterback who really isn't capable of doing anything crazy. That's a great point, Griffin. And if Anthony Richardson didn't get hurt, this was going to be what I wanted to talk about. But now he's hurt. I think they should keep Moss. But, I mean, Zach Moss's value is at its peak in his career so far. Ship him to the Ravens for a second-round pick if you can, or even a third-round pick. That's fair. Like, yeah. I think that would be smart. But now, with AR out yeah. four to eight weeks, you know, probably want to keep him around. But it is interesting. You know, and maybe he's a trade ship. Yeah, I agree. But uh, jumping into letdowns, Justin already t- uh, touched on his, the Cowboys, uh, definitely deserving of a letdown title. Jack, yep. who's your big letdown? Big letdown is Sean Payton. And this was a great storyline going into last week. The yes. Jets, Broncos dynamic, all the trash talk before the season, the Nathaniel Hackett revenge game. And this wasn't a pretty game. Both teams didn't play great. Brees Hall was the best player on the field for both teams far and away. Yeah, by a long but- time. It, the, on the field that where he tore his ACL last season, I thought that was super cool. Yeah, and was it the same week too? Maybe it was, it was, it was early on. It, it, maybe not. Anyway, but yes, you're right uh, about that. The same field. Anyway, uh, the Sean Payton experience at Denver in his first year just continues to get worse and worse. Uh, the Jets come out <laughs> and beat him 31 to 21. Some terrible turnovers late from Russ. And yeah, it's just not working at all. I don't think Sean Payton realized how terrible that roster is. Yeah, the defense is really bad. I mean, like we said, Brees Hall had 170 plus yards rushing, and they just can't stop. Probably could have done that with his eyes closed. That's the crazy part. But and uh, the thing is, I expected the Jets to actually play better as a team. Yeah, they didn't. The Jets playing like this, the Broncos should have been able to win, but ultimately they can't. And I mean, when you look at the Broncos' schedule. Who are you going to pick them to beat? You know. Yeah, and that's kinda... why you're hearing things um, this week about a potential teardown upcoming. They said everybody but Pat Sertan is on the on the trade block. Well, I'm still interested to see. You know, you know if they get a first round pick offer for Pat Sertan, what they're willing to do. But it's going to be very interesting because I mean, you're paying Russ so much. How do you sell everything right now? It's like your hands are tied. Yeah, they they definitely put themselves in a corner with this uh, Russell Wilson contract. It's bad. It's bad, and it's going to be bad in Denver for a few years. From from top to bottom, like Jack said, the situation is really tough. For like for Sean Payton, who dealt with a lot of success, and and to be honest, he built his own team, his roster, his system in New Orleans, and he kind of had he he had his like comfortable position with his team, mm-hmm. and he came into a situation where yes, he thinks he can maybe turn some things around, but this team is steps back from turning anything around okay. and that's the difficult part for a head coach yeah, because- he came off of his couch to do this like exactly. he was re- retired exactly. nice ranch in colorado or somewhere wherever and uh, now he's he was, part work- of this he was working in tv yeah he's missing it right now i guarantee and, and when you think about the saints they always had a good defense yep and we're talking about a terrible contract for us you could say the same about sean watson right yep. terrible contract yes. but the browns at least have an elite defense the broncos have no uh, defense yeah. So it's a double whammy. I mean, they need Russ to save them, and he's a liability. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah, um, absolute train wreck in Denver. Um, no question there. But Griffin uh, takes us to another train wreck. 
yeah. for your biggest letdown. Yeah, let's talk about another team, and I want to talk about the Washington Commanders. We talked about the Cowboys, talked about the Broncos. Let's talk about the Commanders because all we've done is talk about the Bears. All people are doing is talking about the Bears. Well, what happened, Washington Commanders? You win two games to start the season, and to be honest, going into this week, people are saying, okay, the Bears might be the worst team in football. They might be the worst team in football, and you get to halftime down 27-3 to at home. That's tough. It's a tough look for this team. Pat McAfee said today, Ron Rivera looks like he's checked out. That's what he said. And Stephen A went on and said, Bienemy needs to be the head coach of this team. <laughs> and so it's just a, it's an interesting situation because you have a brand new quarterback. You have a team that tends to float in the seven and nine, eight and eight, or I guess it's not eight and eight anymore. It'd be seven and eight or seven or eight and nine rather yeah, yeah, yeah. With, this, with this extra game thing. But this commander's team, after winning a couple of, kind of cupcake games it seemed like they should win the chicago bears game if they want to continue fighting for that 500 record being somewhat competent in the nfc east which is pretty competitive it, it's just a tough look for this for this team for this coaching staff because it's going to be very difficult to come off of this game where all the fingers were pointed at oh you got to beat the chicago bears chicago bears aren't good at all and justin fields puts 40 on you it's it's just a tough look yeah Bad, bad look for the commanders, no question about it. I think that, yeah, like you said, that organization um, has just been kind of in this teetering on being terrible um, for a while now. Stuck out, won enough games, you know, some gritty Taylor Heineke moments to keep it's, you. It's like, it's, pylon dive was well, so good. It's like Great. looking at this team, the question I'm asking is, like, what do you have to be excited about? That's what I was going to say. Team. They don't have a whole lot of talent. It's just the what? front seven to yeah. me that's above average. Yeah, what do you have to be excited about if you're a fan, if hey, you're a part of the team? Terry McLaurin's back there. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, even then, their receiver core is not – No, it's pretty tough. Pretty Terry McLaurin and fine. Dotson are, are pretty good. And, um, that's what it is. It's just fine. They, yeah, they have a, fine. It's like – They have a combined between the two of them. It's a 31.4% target share between McLaurin and Dotson. We talked about the Bengals game. You got to lean on your studs. That's how you get back on track. And uh, yeah, they're just spreading the ball out too much. Too much Logan Thomas. Too much but Curtis he Samuel. Well. He did play well. And Curtis Samuel played But well. I think they need to get their, like, I don't they, think McLaurin and Dotson stuff. are that big of a difference makers, especially Dotson. Mm. McLaurin is a dog. Like, he can make some good catches, but uh, is he really an upper echelon receiver? I mean, uh, do we that's, know? A, that's a whole different I mean, discussion. we can't. I mean, he's been in the league a minute since 2019. I mean, I he, we know by he's now. flat. His highs have been yeah, really high. Sam Howell. He's never had an elite guy and, throwing him the ball either. And Dotson, Taylor Heineke. Dotson okay, first. Well, you second, could say that about a lot of guys. DeAndre could, Hopkins is future Hall of Famer. He's never had a good quarterback. You could. Yeah. Well, he had prime De- or Deshaun Watson. For like a year and a half until he got shipped to Arizona. <laughs> and he had Kyler, who was Kyler playing well. Good. But he was playing well. Okay, well, Hopkins decent. in his A day went through like TJ Tom Gates Savage, Tom Savage, <laughs> and Brock Osweiler. Like, come on. I mean, I mean, long story short, I don't think Terry McLaurin is yeah. going to change anything here. I mean, yeah, unfortunately, it, great receivers still do well with bad quarterbacks. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say. That's fair. They didn't lose this game. They didn't lose this game because McLaurin and Dotson weren't targeted enough. They lost this game because they gave up 40 points to Fields and DJ Moore and the Bears. Yeah, Riley, your your point might be my favorite. Yeah, so yeah, I laughed on already. So I'm I'm excited for this one. Yeah, I got a question for you boys. Is Bill Belichick cooked? <laughs> Is he cooked? It's not looking good down there in New England, man. It's not looking good. You hang around with the Eagles in week one. You hang around with the Dolphins in week two, but that was never really as close as the score looked. 
you beat the Patriots or you beat the Jets without uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, that's when Zach Wilson was playing like Zach Wilson. Um, then you go and get blown out by the Cowboys by 35 points, who now it's looking like the Cowboys aren't really as good as they looked in that game. Um, and then you go and you get shut out, lose by 34 points to the New Orleans Saints. The Saints? A mid-team at home in Mid. Foxborough. Bill Belichick. Oh, them Saints they, came walking in. They man. still got they Drew came, They came marching in. Derek Carr with no shoulder. Bill Belichick, what happened? Oh, oh my God. Team Breeze? Man. Oh, Derek, Derek Carr. Carr. Oh, my goodness. You got, like, two more chances before I'm like, all right. All right, buddy. I don't know if he has to. They're one and four, and Mac Jones is playing like. Because you're you're losing the Bills game. Bad. You're losing the Dolphins game. You're losing those two games. In your next four games, you have the Bills, the Dolphins, the Raiders this week, and the Commanders. Well, two. Of if those you games, don't, if you don't win the Raiders and the Commanders game, where are you sitting at the end of the season? Bad. Very very it's bad. Not good. Bill Belichick. I think he's mailing it in. Also, it may be time. Also, he's had like, I feel like in the back of my mind, I've always been like, okay, it'll take a little bit of time. They'll rebuild. He's really good. Link, it's been years on years now without Tom Brady. Like, and this this Patriots team has not been good for years. And it's hard to think about. They drafted terribly. Like, you always, oh, Belichick's got a a Division three O lineman. Uh oh. Like, strange. It turns out that's, he might be good, but like, Six round slot wide receiver. Exactly. Yeah, it turns out know. those aren't like sneaky no. picks. Yeah. They haven't had wide receivers. They haven't had they've paid tight ends absurd amount of money over the past two, three years. Schuster is way too oh much. my gosh. The Juju Smith. They're they paid Juju Smith Schuster the same amount. Jacoby Myers is getting paid right now. And Myers is falling. And Myers yeah. is falling. And, and he lost Juju Smith Schuster yeah. looks like a bum. And Myers yeah, might come in and be a part of this Patriots downfall. Myers, Garoppolo, Josh McDaniels. Let's go. Oh, man. That's, that's, my, oh, man. My that's next week. Oh, boy. That's, that, that's the storyline. Beyond that, though, Patriots got Colts. Good. Toss up. Good. I, I, I think the Colts will probably win that. That's a fun game. Giants, you should beat the Giants. They're really bad right now. Oh, boy. Chargers, you're losing that game. Steelers, you're probably losing that. Chiefs, you're getting blown out of the water. Broncos, oh, you don't boy. win that, Bill Belichick. Yeah. Hang them up, man. I think, yeah, and then the Bills and Jess close it out. I think the point is, is that, yeah, this Patriots team is about a five-win team, and that's just not acceptable in the Belichick era. And a couple of notes. We talked about the 35-point loss, followed by the 34-point loss. The 35-point loss was the worst in the Bell in his career, including head coach of being the Browns. So not just Patriots' career. All time. That's wild. And then he follows it up by almost doing it again. <laughs> Back-to-back weeks. Hey, and you have to think, is there. this damaging – his legacy is this putting a wrench in his at like, this point it, it's like is it like okay yeah he did so much without tom brady that was well that was the question in year one and that was the question after brady won in tampa bay and then like you said it was like it give was him insane. some time forgot, yeah, he gets a minute i, I forgot about it I was it's like, I, I almost cut him some slack. Exactly. Now it's like Bill Belichick, and he's yeah, won all these and, rings. And he's their coach, and he's their GM, and he builds this thing up from the ground, and he finds people from the boondocks. So, you know, it's like, and now. And now it really does look like he had a dog drafting for him all those times. A dog, yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Did you guys see what he said in the post game about starting over? Oh, oh it's, so, it's so funny. A uh, reporter was asking, like, how do you get it back on track? He goes, we're just going to have to start over. She's like, what do you mean by start over? And he just goes, 
<laughs> start over. Yeah, start over with help me. No, he, no, that's what he said. He was like, you know how Belichick does. He's like, yeah, start yeah. over. And that's <laughs> I saw an NBA, like, an NBA NFL comparison. You know how the Spurs have been terrible for the past few years. Probably yeah. an amazing coach. They got Webb and Yama. I mean, to be just like uh, Belichick getting his hands on Caleb Williams. But I don't think they'll be bad enough. But the offense is, I mean, 55 points through five games. That's uh, historic. Um, okay, Here, here's a quick question. Is Mac Jones the worst starting quarterback in the NFL? Well, we talked mm. about Zach Wilson being guy number 32. Mm. Mac Jones well on his way to being in that conversation. Yeah. It's not Ritter anymore, I guess. I it was no, Ritter. no, no. I think, no it's I think not. There's it's like not. Mac. Because Dobbs is better than all these fools. Yeah. Well, he's old. He has like experience. three turnovers in this last game against the Bengals. Mac Jones was good though. He's really bad. Baller. Dude, Mac Jones Dobbs played terrible. Dobbs plays like Heineke. He had a good throw to Marquise Brown for the touchdown. Dobbs reminds me of Heineke. He's going to make mistakes, but he's going to try to win you a game. That's true. That's true. That's true. I'll give you that. Mac Jones Jones hasn't showed me anything this entire season. He might be. He might be 32. It's him. And he's dirty, bro. He actually might be 33 or 100 yards and two picks. Well, yeah, I'm just saying like starting right now. Yeah, starting. Probably he's better than DTR though. Uh, yeah, he's starting probably. Uh, but yeah, I I'm starting to think Belichick might be cooked. But let's go over a couple other things, other storylines going on around the league. Griffin. Yeah, I mean, let's let's look at these injuries. It, it's sad. Man. It's a, and you talk about is Belichick cooked? Well, dang man, a lot of guys are getting cooked. A lot of guys. It's it's, it's really upsetting because it happened early on in the season. It just keeps going. Justin Jefferson, not going to play this week. We'll see where that goes. IR. Four weeks. IR. All these guys listed are on IR. Oh, my goodness. Yep. James Conner, IR. Yeah, good luck, Josh Dobbs. Anthony Richardson, IR, AC joint sprain, and three different injuries in four and a half games. If Did, even, did you even mention Justin Jefferson? Yeah, his was yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, first pitch and A-chain. Yeah. Oh, oh, A-chain, yeah. yeah, for the Dolphins. like Rookie yeah. sensation. A-chain and Connor on the same fantasy team over here. Like, uh-oh. It's like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, and then you go to the quarterback with Anthony Richardson, who we just want to see play because he's played really well. And it take away the designed runs, I guess, but it's just a tough situation. He got blown into the ground, and he messed up his AC joint, I guess. Because wicked and it didn't take Trevor's – uh, didn't take Trevor's advice. He's got to learn how to protect himself. He doesn't. And on that play, though, it's not even like he was trying to protect himself. He, like, kind of just went to the ground and got a sh- throwing shoulder messed up. Right, yeah. Jeffrey, it was Jeffrey Simmons who landed on him, I think. Yeah, I mean, he just got landed on, and he became a runner in that situation. The way he was throwing the ball, there was no need for that yeah. because he was slinging it. Mm-hmm. The way he was finding guys down the field, like, his accuracy was his biggest issue, and that was not an issue the other day. And so to see him on the IR now with – and Minshew played well for the Colts, but it's just sad because C.J. Stroud's been playing really well. Anthony Richardson have been playing well. So you want to see these guys on the field. And my other point was, guys, the Panthers are really bad. They're, like, not good at all. And yeah. the issue is they traded so much to go get Bryce Young, and they weren't in position for the first overall pick. So it seems like they shouldn't have been, like – bottom of the can worst team in the NFL like whereas the Texans it's understandable yes that's what that's exactly that's what I'm saying like the Panthers go in and the Lions like the battle of these big cats right and it's like the Panthers were like a house got meow like on the field man they were just getting they were just getting beat left and right and so it's just tough to see where these Frank Reich Panthers might be able to go because you would hope they would win a couple games right 
Yeah. Yeah. It's... Um, I, I actually told my roommate, he's a dire Panthers fan, that they'd go 0 and 6, but finish 8 and 9. It was a bold prediction. Wow. Yeah. It's finishing 8 and 3, it's right? Looking but good now, right now. Andy Dalton coming? Yeah. The 0 and 6 is a certainty because they're facing Miami this week, but uh, the 8 and 9 is not going to happen. And it's because they play the AFC South. The division's better than I thought. So the Colts and Texans are far from gimmies. They get the Bears and they get, you know, divisional games, which are pretty or not hard later in the year. So I think they'll eke out three to four, but that's not what you want. I don't know if they're going to win that many. I'm win three I don't know if they will. And then it's like, do they, and then the, do they trade the pick or they, they don't get their pick. They don't no. even have first, right? Yeah, so they don't get no. their pick. So they're bad and they don't even get to like reap the benefits yeah, of whatever that looks like. Cause then it's like, oh, well, oh, then they could trade back cause they don't need the quarterback. Well, sorry. Things about how they I don't know if Bryce Young could be a quarterback in the NFL. It's early. I'm yeah, not, it's, it's early. I'm not gonna say that. Small, I'm not gonna say that. Man. It seems like there was disagreement. He's um, so small. The higher ups there on who they wanted. I mean, here that Dave Tepper was the owner or GM. Like he wanted Bryce Young a lot, and then it sounds like well, Frank Reich was, he wasn't really. It's mighty stage. convenient that Stroud's balling and Young is taking a while, and that comes out. That is true. That is true. <laughs> oh, did it just? That would have never out? came out if Young was doing well. Okay. I thought it, I thought there was a little. No, whispers. that that was like a storyline on draft. Day. Yeah, I thought there oh, were whispers okay. about there that about disagreements. But now it's, of course, blown up. And for good reason. Um, because right now Bryce Young looks like he, he won't be able to get the ball out before his you know arm gets blown off by an opposing hey, defensive line. And they need some help. Adam Thielen, though, still got some juice. He does. I guess so, yeah. He does. That's a surprise. So. Hey, always a silver lining there. Look at that, Panthers fans. <laughs> <laughs> at least Adam Thielen's balling a little bit. <laughs> All right, but moving on from week five to week six, um, we got to think about what we're what we're anticipating going into this week. Lots of interesting matchups, Justin. So yeah, um, Bengals doing terrible all year. They get a game against the Rams, now they get a game against the Cardinals. Not exactly uh the toughest opponents, but now they're at home. They're playing the Seahawks. Let's see what they really got. Uh, T. Higgins should be back for this game. Um, let's see how healthy that calf is for Joe Burrow. I mean, I've heard uh. You know, it's getting better and better. And last week, he, he was moving around a little bit. Um, He was a little bit more mobile last game. He wasn't a statue. Uh, obviously, Jamar had a crazy game. But let's see it happen against the Seahawks. Let's see Jamar Chase go toe-to-toe with, uh, um, I don't forget his first name, Witherspoon. Uh, uh, Devon. Devon Witherspoon or Tariq Willen, whoever he lines up against. It's going to be a, a fun matchup. Witherspoon a safety? I thought he was a corner. Oh, you may be right. I don't, I don't exactly know. But, um, yeah, they they got a little new Legion of Boom over there. It's the... Uh, and it's a good team. It's a good team over there in Seattle. So I'm very excited for this right. one. Very excited for this one. Because if the Bengals win this, I think – I don't know. What do y'all think? Are they back if they win this game? Well, they're the, just where they were supposed to be. Yeah. The Steelers beating the Ravens was huge for them. Yeah, that's, now that's true. Just one with game with the state of the division, I think if they win this game, they, show the, they put the AFC North on notice. I, Absolutely. I'm not going to buy into some hot storyline like that. But, uh, yeah, three and three. It's just because the AFC fine. North looks so – yeah. Those division games are just going to be huge down the stretch in the back end. All of them. Every yeah. last one of them. It's going to be popcorn. And, Justin, I love your point because what I'm anticipating in this week really does build upon that Bengals-Seahawks game, and that's teams trying to prove themselves after kind of an up-and-down first five weeks of the seasons. And what I mean by that is the Ravens and the Titans play. The Titans have had their highs, and now they've had their lows. It's going to be interesting to see them play a team in the Baltimore Ravens who are anticipating being 4-1 and one at this point, 5-0 and oh at this point. So, And they've dropped 
two ugly games, one of the Steelers, one of the Colts. So those two teams, and then there's lots of other examples too, right? So Cowboys obviously dropped a couple games and the Chargers are playing the Cowboys. So can the Chargers steal that one? Can the Cowboys get back on track? And then Jaguars Colts are playing both three and two Colts weren't supposed to be this good. Jaguars have dropped a couple games. They might not want to. They're playing for the second time already in week six. I'm just very excited for some of these teams, including that Bengal Seahawks game. Can they prove themselves? They've had all these teams have had ups and downs. Which ones are just going to continue with ups and then stay steady with those ups throughout the season? Yeah, fair. Jack, what you feeling? Yeah, so I'm going to go to the, some primetime games here. Uh, I think the Cowboys offense gets back on track on Monday Night Football against the Chargers. Chargers defense isn't good, and I just expect Lamb and Pollard to get back on track and eat, and I do think the Cowboys win this game. He'll hear my pick later, of course, but spoiler alert. <laughs> and do the Raiders put a fork in Bill Belichick? I talked about the revenge games with McDaniels, Garoppolo, and Myers. Remember this game last year? It's It was the... Uh, the my Jacoby Myers throwback. Oh, what is he doing? Chandler Jones interception. Chandler Jones. Oh, Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones. Let's talk about Chandler Jones. No, he was the one. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Before he went, you know, whatever. <laughs> Steph Arms, Mac Jones, of course. You know how it ends. One of the craziest plays in NFL history. But yeah, so that game, I'm keeping an eye on. Do they put a fork in Bill Belichick and make him go one in five? And there's no coming back from that this year. And then why the Giants on prime time again? There's yeah, nothing interesting about this Giants that. team. They're the, you remember the last year. When Russ and the Broncos were on primetime, like five of the first seven weeks, I was like, oh my goodness. Just, uh, stop? Yeah. That speaking is, speaking of injuries, you're not going to see Danny Jones, at least. Oh, yeah. That's not confirmed, though, right? He's he just in practice. He's day to day, is what I've heard. Oh, I thought he was like out for like a week or two. I have heard he's day to day. He, he, he wasn't at uh, practice where he didn't. But yeah, the Giants are terrible. And they're just going to get really. <laughs> Yeah, they're going to run off the field by Buffalo. It's going to be terrible. Go to sleep early on a Sunday night, okay? That's all you got to do. Get ready for Monday morning class. (laughs) Or work, man. All right. Well, for me, I'm going with two one-in-four teams, the Vikings and the Bears. Vikings, you don't have Justin Jefferson. The Bears coming off their best game of the season by far. Their best game of the year. Don't really have a good defense at all. Um, so could the bears potentially sneak one out over the Vikes here? Um, I'll be interested to see and and to kind of see how the Vikings respond without, uh, Justin Jefferson on the field, but KJ Osborne legacy game. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) Jordan Addison. Yeah. I'm excited to see what he's got. Yeah. And being the featured guy alpha, right? Yeah. Being the featured guy. Um, but let's move in to some. Fantasy starts and sits. I'm going to kick it off. Uh, I'm going to say start Kyron Williams versus Arizona. Had a down week last week. Um, I'm not super confident in Kyron Williams, but I like the matchup against Arizona. Um, And the Rams should be up early, and and they should be able to run the ball plenty uh, in that game. I'm going to say, I was just bragging on him earlier, sits Terry McLaurin uh, at Atlanta. Washington, it's looking kind of iffy, and I, I think... I just don't see Terry being the guy in this one. Um, Atlanta's going to run a lot of time off the clock. He's not; They're not going to get many possessions. Um, so I'm going to say sit Terry uh, against Atlanta. No, that's a good call. Um, and, yeah, just staying away from that Washington offense, I think, is a good idea. Atlanta's defense has been better than most people have expected. Yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. Sneaky good. Sneaky good. AJ Terrell, of course, lined up against McLaurin. And that's how you win close games. Yep. And that's what they've done. Sneaky good. Control those, yeah, time of possession. But, and- hey, 
Joe Burrow got back on track last week. Looked like old Joe Burrow. Who'd he play? Cardinals. They are bad. They are bad. Defensively. Pass, pass defense for sure. So I'm going to say start Matt Stafford. He's got Puka and Cutback. Now, if they had the ball longer, I thought he put up better numbers last week against the Eagles. He'll eat against the Cardinals, and they'll win that game. So a little bit better game script, too. I think it'll be close, and they'll win. And then I'm sitting all Broncos, but most importantly, Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton. And even though they've Broncos have been bad for fantasy, Russ has actually been pretty good, and so is Sutton. So, But I'm staying away on Thursday night against the Chiefs because Lejarius Sneed, we need to start talking about him as a lockdown corner. True. Ball True. Sure, I think that'll affect both Great of these guys. Point. Great point. So Jack starting the Rams and sitting the Broncos. There you go. <laughs> I'll go next. I like the Alexander Mattinson start against the Chicago Bears. Haven't had a great run defense, and I think he could play pretty well against those Chicago Bears. Also, no Justin Jefferson. Going to need to run the rock a little bit more. Sit. Rashad White versus Detroit, who's had a great front seven, great defensive line. They've been effective. Aiden Hutchinson's been balling out for the oh. Lions. So I don't like that start for the Tampa Bay running back and. That's why I got two running backs. Start one, see the yeah, other. I, I love that. I, I'm looking to make Hutchinson my dog next week. <laughs> I, I can start starting some quarterbacks in these uh, fantasy segments. I'm starting Jeff Wilson. He just came off IR. Uh, Dolphins Dolphins running backs have been insane this year. No A-chain. I think Jeff Wilson, you know, you probably got him for nothing. So he'd be a great he'd be a great option to just slide in that flex spot. And, uh, man, I think he'll get a touchdown or two and, uh, like, 80 yards or something. I think it's a good play against Carolina. Awful <laughs> team. Awful team. They'll be up the whole game. And then I'm sitting Jerome Ford. I mean, you know, it, we, people spent a lot of fab, a lot of, uh, you know, high waiver priority to get this guy. And uh, he's been decent so far. But against this Niners team, I don't like it. He's a little banked up right now. He's probably going to play, but not at 100%. And this Niners defense, I don't even need to tell you. It's, I was say, it's just about sit anybody that's playing the Niners. <laughs> pretty good. Pretty much. Pretty good. <laughs> I feel like anymore in these fantasy matchups, it seems like a lot of teams are like the same. Like start a whole offense or sit a whole offense, depending on the defense. Because yeah. some of these defenses have been just unbelievably elite, and then others like the Cardinals. It's like, oh, start everybody, start the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very black and white. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I do like receivers against the Niners. I know that Lamb didn't have a good game, but if Watson plays, I think they'll be able to throw the ball okay, yeah. and Cooper would be a good start, in my opinion. All right, it's Tom. The picks, baby. The picks. It's uh, time. Do you have a cumulative? I did. I, I had did, a fat last week. Let's I go. I got, I got too cute with bikes. I, I got way too cute. <laughs> that was, and I had percentages last week. I didn't do percentages. I love this that. Week. Last week, I'll tell you what it was last week. I'll tell do you we what. need percentages? Yeah, I just did it for fun. Oh, okay. um, I was going to say, there's no unequal games here. Yeah. You're all picking all of them. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. last week, um, Jack was in last 40 and 24, 62.5% win percentage. Justin was behind or right ahead of him, 41 and 23, 64.1. Uh Griffin, you're in second, 42 and 22, 65.6%. And I was in first, 43, 21. So just one game. Yeah, it was game one game. Yeah. Wow. So, and yeah, mine was so, 67.2. That, that was last okay, week. Okay, give me this week. Moving into this week, we'll start with Jack, 47 and 31 on the season. Pretty decent week. What did that mean? What I go last week? Yeah, seven and seven. Oh, ooh, that's terrible. That's when bad. you hear how everyone else did. It's oh. decent. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh no, Justin, buddy, I got some bad news for you, <laughs> buddy. Last week, four and ten. 
That wasn't much better, but hey, the, four and ten. The bye weeks start and everything falls apart. Uh, 45 and 33. I got too cute. I got too Total. cute. You know, that's oh my God. Griffin. That was uncharacteristic. Oh, no. Led the week. Eight and six. Oh, I'll take it. 50 and 28. Oh. 50, right. 50 burger. We bounce And I won behind 49-29. I went six and eight last week. Uh we'll jump into also. Also throwing the uh betting uh, or the betting records, Jack ten and five. Um, after going, I want to say three, yeah, three and zero oh last week. Justin zero oh and three last week, bring oh him God. to a strong three and twelve on the bet. Oh man, man, oh. it's been a rough stretch for him. Man, oh, man. <laughs> I had one of the strongest hey, starts, it's and not it's about just, it's not about the setback. Man, it's about, it's about the hey, 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 Jack saying in the beginning of the pod, I love a little adversity. Yeah, come on, come back. I've been rocking here for years. And then mine, uh, eight and seven, falling at three and zero last week. Uh, so me certainly bouncing back after starting zero and six. Um, I'm all the way up to eight and seven. Uh, what was Griffin? I can't make bets. bets. Oh, that's right, my bad. Yeah. Dude, athlete. Come on, man. Come Rest, on, man. Lock in. Lock in. Lock him up. No bet. Can I, can I tell you what's hitting this week? No bets Can I tell me. you what's hitting this week? I think I'm going to have a 3-0 and all week. We'll do that. We, we got to do that after we oh, pick shit. the games. Wait a minute, We got to pick the games first. I forgot game picks. For we got to pick the games <laughs> right. first. Come Justin, on now. Justin, you need to pick every last one of them. <laughs> Start off with what may be the worst game of the week. Oh, and an easy sweep. Denver going to Kansas City, going to Arrowhead. Yep, no objections there. <laughs> give me the Chiefs. Yeah, give me the Chiefs. Turn We're locking it in for TVs. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. Not even worth tuning in this on is, Prime or whatever. Is, this is the game where either you go to bed early <laughs> or you just get absolutely hammered and make Wait. a bunch of bets and commit. <laughs> you got to commit over on every Chiefs player. <laughs> come on, come on. I'm talking. I'm talking first touchdown score of second half type of degenerate betting. We're talking Thursday night. over six carries. Six seltzers in. Sounds fun to me. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, it's going to be a Kansas City sweep. Now, we go to the U.K. We're back in the U.K. Third week in a row. Baltimore taking on the Tennessee Titans. Who we got? I think this is a beatdown. Balty. Yeah, give me the Ravens. I'm going to Ravens, man. It's going to be a Baltimore sweep. And I'll tell you why I picked this, right? Instead of the Titans doing their usual flip-floppy thing where they play really great against bad teams. Yeah. Or really great I, against I good teams. You. Yeah. Um, they're going like the day before the game. Like the Bills did. Yeah. Good luck. And they they're gonna get they're gonna get destroyed. They're going tomorrow. That's because Rabel's like, it's fine. Ravens have been <laughs> Ravens have been there since like Monday or something. So um they're winning this one. Next we go to Atlanta, uh, where Washington is taking on the Falcons. Falcons at home. Yeah, yeah, give me ATL. Yeah, give me the Falcons. It's going to be another sweep. Three they're sweeps gonna, to listen, start. They're going to win so bad, Heineke's going to be in there doing revenge kneels. Oh, <laughs> revenge kneels. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Next up, the Vikings taking on Chicago. You're riding a high hand over here. We're going to the Bears and that elite offense. You know, I thought this could be a Bears win, but Minnesota's favored, and they're on the road. I'll take Vikings. I'll take the Bears. I'll take the Bears. I think if the Bears were going to win this game, they would have been favored by Vegas. This dude. <laughs> Jack, Vegas is profit. It's like, it's like last week with uh, Packers Raiders. It's like they know something. We don't. And I'll, I'll, I, I was right. The Raiders won. He yeah. was in there, bro. He was in front of Caesar himself at the Palace, bro. <laughs> hey. 
<laughs> he was dueling the fans himself, man. Yeah, I'm going undefeated this week. Y'all just watch. <laughs> After last week, we all need Dial. it. Dial. Shoot, I didn't go to Oh, man. So, Jack, he's going Lone Wolf because I'm going with Chicago. Um, wow. We're going oh, wow. Seattle Let's taking on Cincy. Ooh. Uh, Seahawks. Falling in the trap again. You look at the two teams. Seahawks are three and one. Bengals are two and three. You're like, oh, Seattle's been better. They should be favored. No. Bengals are dude. minus three at home. That tells me that the Bengals are a better team than Seahawks right now. I bet over sixty percent of the money will be on Seattle and they'll all lose. It's a give tough pick. Cincy. It's a tough pick. I yeah, give me the Bengals, but not because of all that. <laughs> Just give me the Bengals for football. Just give me the Bengals because I watch football with my eyes and, <laughs> and I think they're gonna win the football game. But who's the money on? Who's the money on? Six on Seattle. with Cincy. Justin. Dude, it works. Lone Wolfen. In state. Was three and a half point favorites at home a couple of weeks ago against Utah. Utah been the much. Yeah, you know, your sweatshirt. Yeah, the, <laughs> and the beat won by two scores. <laughs> I'm sure there's some merit to what you're saying. Well, there's just... like plenty of merit. Okay. All right, man. <laughs> All right, San Francisco, Cleveland. Niners. Niners. Until they prove me otherwise. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I thought you should. You no, 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 no. It, it, He kind of paused, it's, and I was it like, when it matches his strat. Yeah, true. <laughs> going with San Fran. That's going to be a sweep for the 49ers. Next up, Nola taking on Houston. Houston. This is a pick up. That's a tough I don't one. know what to do here. Vegas let him down. <laughs> Go with your gut. Y'all pick first. Give me the Saints. Ooh, uh, you said Houston? I did. What about you? I'm going with the Saints. Ooh. So Riley can make it a lone wolf. Or, or, or split. Or split the table. Yeah, I'm gonna go to New Orleans. All right, well, I gotta make some separation. Justin, I gotta make some separation. Yeah, one way or another, you're gonna get separation. Good or bad week. All right, next up, Indian Jacksonville. Mm. Mm. Jacks, Jacks. They, what's the streak of beating Indian Jacksonville? Like it's, eight straight years. Like, yeah, streaks are meant to be broken, and I will take the Jacks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a Jacksonville streak. Lawrence retires, buddy. Whoa. We center that Carolina, Miami. Want to bet? Miami. Yo, Miami here he goes again, <laughs> betting. <laughs> uh, yeah, Miami. Miami and a half. Yeah, come Miami. on, Sal. Yeah, large. Good lord. Yeah, I'm Number taking one. Miami sweep. Next up, staying in the AFC North, New England, taking on Vegas, the Jacoby Myers revenge game, the Josh McDaniels revenge game. Oh boy. Yeah, if the Patriots were gonna win this game, they'd be favored. So give me Rivers. <laughs> I really want to go against the Raiders just because he said that. The Patriots, I'm going to go at the Raiders. Dude, I can't pick the Patriots. After I picked them against, I think, the Jets. Oh, my gosh. No, it's it's the Raiders. And they're not good. Get Belichick out of here. <laughs> I'm going with Vegas. Yeah, well, that's Sweet, baby. Been waiting on that. Got something to check. <laughs> Spent some energy in these picks tonight. Detroit is taking on Tampa Bay. Who we got? Lions. Detroit. Lions. Gonna be a Detroit sweep. Tampa Bay's gonna wear those creamsicles. It's gonna be pretty, <laughs> pretty sad when they get beat by oh, Dan Campbell and them down. boys. I'm a big uniform guy. I like those creams. That's fair. All right, Arizona, Los Angeles Rams, Rams. Yep. Yeah. It's gonna be a Rams sweep. A lot of sweeps this week so far. And Justin. <laughs> and Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Philly taking on the Jets. All across. No objections, Eagles. Yep. Philly sweet, baby. 
Brotherly shoving. They will fly higher. Brotherly than the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> next up, next primetime game. Um, got one good lord, left. save us, please. Oh man, Giants taking on Buffalo. Why? There's a two touchdown spread for a primetime game. Like th- there should be an objection <laughs> here. Two of our three. Jack already talked about it, but it's sorry. Flex. Two of our three games here are Bills, Giants, and Chiefs, Broncos. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Supposed to be entertainment, dude. It's Dayball against his old team. Come yeah. on now, okay. that's the narrative you just can't miss. Okay, so Sunday night football flex scheduling. Well, I hope I hope Dayball hey, gets fired up. This is an Isaiah Hodgins revenge game <laughs> and a Matt Breida revenge game. Oh, do not discredit. Oh my that. goodness, you're yeah, right. Matt Breida. Oh, he is mad. Yeah. Oh, God. yeah. Give me yeah. the Bills by a milli. <laughs> yeah, me too. They just lost. They're pissed. This is what they do when they get pissed. I don't think they beat Bills up on bad teams. Oh yeah, Bills. Buffalo sweep. <laughs> I will say it's tough to pick against Daniel Jones in prime time. Vanilla Vic comes oh, out. Oh, well, what happened week one? Uh, he's one in twelve in prime time. So. <laughs> well, well, the one was real bad. <laughs> All right, Monday Night Football, or yeah, Monday Night See, Football. This is Dallas. Bad. Taking on Chargers. This is better. actually a good primetime game. I like this. Man, it's a home game, really, for the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh-huh. To show out in SoFi. Yep, and they're favored on the road. So, oh, so what does that, that mean? mean? <laughs> <They're> winning. <laughs> I think the Cowboys are winning this game. But great game. Who you got, Jack? Cowboys. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the Chargers. Ooh. I'm going with Griffin, baby. Well, I'm going with the Chargers. Chargers. Let's no, go. That they don't be good this week. They'll charge it. They'll be up. They'll charge it. Yeah, they, they probably like, will. They like that, but stable. Oh wait, not stable. What's his name? Stable. No, 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 no. The char- Staley. Staley's going to pull Staley. out his calculator and make a mistake. Stable is Staley's unstable. Bold yeah. prediction: Cowboys get a defensive touchdown to put the game on ice. I love it. <laughs> that ain't bold. That's just how it's going to go. The uh. Uh, skill position player fumble. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's going specific. It's going, it's yeah, not going to be Gerald that. Everett or Josh Palmer. Okay, that's Quentin better. Johnston. That's better. Quentin Johnston. Don't know nah. him. Quentin Johnston. It'll be Gerald Everett. Herbert likes him too Book much. It. Quentin Johnston. Being a clutch play. Everett fumble. We shall see. Turn. My weeks, Griffin, Green Bay, and Pittsburgh. Can I bet on that? Green Bay. Probably. Yeah. You can bet on everything. No way you can bet on Just Check Green, out Bay Green Bay and Pittsburgh. All right. Let me look and see how many sweeps hey, we have. They both have things to think about. We swept Buffalo, swept Philly, swept the Rams, swept Detroit, swept Las Vegas, swept Miami, swept Jacksonville, swept San Francisco, uh, swept Atlanta, and swept Baltimore and Kansas City. That's most of them. But hey, death, taxes. That's like 11. And Justin being the lone wolf. That's what we got. <laughs> I kind of we gotta have some movement, man, my boys. All right, all right, it's bet time. All right, I'll go first. Uh, without Jay Jettis, give me the Hawkinson over on fifty and a half. Give me the Matthew Stafford over on two and a half tutties, and give me the Rams Ooh. minus six and a half. Dang, that Stafford Lions gonna have a good game, I guess. Okay, I'm taking DJ Moore. Oh no, no, no! Someone changed it. One and a half tutties. Okay, okay. I didn't yeah, type two. Riley's, tr- Riley's trying to sabotage me. <laughs> One and a half touchdowns. Listen, it was Rams six and a half. I'm it's going minus six and a half. I'm going three and zero this week. I'm riding the hot hands all across the board. DJ Moore over fifty seven and a half receiving yards. Brees Hall over. Whoa, 50. slow down! I gotta type these out as you say it. What's also type? It's also typed out in the. <laughs> DJ Moore over fifty seven and a half yards. Brees Hall over 
52 and a half rushing yards. That one's bold. You'll lose that. You don't think they're running on Philly? No, they'll be behind. They'll be throwing. I think. You can't change it too late. I, I, I think uh, you're wrong. Uh, Gino over 239 and a half passing yards is the last one. I like that one. Thanks, Mr. Vegas. Now I feel really 200, good. 239. Never lost a bet in my life. What can I say? <laughs> 239 and a half. 239 and a half. Sorry. Yes. That was placed in person at a sports book. Yeah. You met Caesar. Yep. Shook hands and everything. All right. For mine, uh, looking to keep up the hot streak, I'm going with Lamar. Over 222 and a half yards passing against the Titans. Um, think it can happen easily. I'm going with Justin Fields over 215 and a half yards passing against uh Minnesota. Okay. I like that. I like it. Kenneth Walker over 64 and a half yards rushing. I think this could be the Kenneth Walker coming out game against Cincy. Um, so I'm gonna take it. But that looks like it. Let's get it. Oh man. Week six. Hey man. Enjoy it while it lasts. Dude, another long day. It's already uh, October 11th. And it's exciting. Only uh, only two teams on by this week, so that'll make it a little better. Yep, I'm just saying. NFL season will be Oh, wait. Right no, now. this is good. So Enjoy the, it. It starts at 930, the games do, but then we mm-hmm. don't have to watch the Sunday night game. So True. our brains will get fried, and then we can, you know, go to sleep a little. Hey, prep for Monday because that's a, oh, you yeah. know, that's yeah. a ringer. Yeah. yeah. Should be Should a good we- week, though. There's a lot. A lot of moving pieces, a lot of good matchups. Could be some interesting divisional leaders yeah. after this week. We did pick 11 sweeps, though. So <laughs> We'll see. Maybe we'll be shocked. I, that Jacks colts game is going to be a good one. I'm excited. I'm excited. <clears throat> Should be good. Minshew? Uh, revenge you see him in the revenge. Oh, revenge. revenge game. You see him in the huddle after the game? That boy gets fired up. I like Gardner. I mean, that's where, that's where I'm at going into this week. mania. Hey, I'm fired up. I'm fired up. I'm excited to see what happens. Should be good. Yeah, it's going to be a fun, fun week of football. Enjoying the NFL while it's here. It's going to wrap it up for us on the Cover 4 podcast. For Justin Klemmer, for Griffin Hadley, for Jack Foster, Riley Haltum, and we will catch you on the next week on the Cover 4 podcast.